0: Welcome to another episode of the Scale the Good podcast. In this episode, we have Miguel Cunyat, Chief Experience Officer at the fabulous Getaway Sri Lanka, speaking about past, present, and the future of tourism and how we can continue sustainably. Have a listen and let us know what you think. Welcome to the Scale the Good Pod.
1: Thank you very much. Thank you for having me.
0: Um, so, Miguel, everybody, is the chief experience and sustainability officer at the fabulous getaway and partner at Sustainable Sri Lanka. He's done a lot of work um, around uh, entrepreneurship and he's also a consultant uh, with extensive experience in building innovative, sustainable um, tourism and travel experiences. So I'm not going to do too much of talking today and we are here to really dive deep into a lot of Miguel's experiences and insights uh, doing the work that he's been doing and not anywhere else in the world but in Sri Lanka. So Miguel, um, if you could just give us an intro, I think you'd do it better than I would, um, about your work here in Sri Lanka for the last many years. That'll be a great start
1: sure sure Um, well thank you so much Um, yeah so I I arrived in Sri Lanka in 2003 um, and it was um, it was actually my wife that um, she was uh, she was doing some work for a um, a consulting company in Singapore they were uh, involved in uh, doing some trainings in conflict management and crisis management and uh, and they were doing some some programs here in Sri Lanka um, and, uh, you know, she, she came back to Singapore one, one day and said, uh, you know, when, when she, she came here the first time and said how, you know, how amazing Sri Lanka was. And she, she spent a week here traveling around and, and, and working and traveling at the same time. And she loved it. And, and then, you know, and, and she said, you know, you might, we must go. So, uh, uh, so we, we came, we, we came over and, uh, and then, uh, uh, I joined her, one of her on one of her on one of her uh, trips, work trips, and then um, a, about six months later, she was offered to open up a little office for the company that uh, she was working for in Colombo because uh, uh, things were, were 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 going well for them here. Um, so I left my job and uh, I uh, I came to Sri Lanka, and uh, it was great because it was a, it was a sort of clean clean slate, if you like, clean clean start for me again. I'd been working in my I think for many years um, and uh, in sort of the IT web world. Um, And so when I came here, I didn't really know what I was gonna do, but um, quite quickly, And while I was thinking about it, I, um, you know, realized that I, you know, that I wanted to sort of um, get involved with tourism. Um, My family in Spain has uh, tourism businesses, uh, a travel agency um, and uh, restaurants and, and, and hotels and things like that. So it is a little bit in my DNA. Um, and when I arrived in Sri Lanka, I, you know, I, I thought, okay, you know what, I, you know, I, I started traveling around the country a little bit, and I, I thought it was just so beautiful. And I just love the vibe and the people and, and then I, you know, I thought, you know, why don't I just um, see if I can um, help uh, the country and, you know, make a difference in some way. Um, and um, so at first I um I was initially involved in, um, in doing some planning and some, um, uh, some design work for, um, uh, f- for uh, tea trails, which I, some of you may be familiar with. Um, mm-hmm. so we, we, uh, we set up, uh, uh, some, some we restored a few planters bungalows up in the tea country and turned them into a uh, into one of Sri Lanka's first boutique hotels and a, quite a successful story as well. I was involved in the I had the best job at, of uh, in the world because I was the guy that went around on a motorbike uh, uh, looking at bungalows and you know, traveling around the tea country and sort of conceptualizing the idea and and that was really good fun and uh, um, and then. After that, the uh, well, the tsunami hit Sri Lanka. So I, we had we lived through all of that, and things got put on hold for a while. Um, and um, and then, you know, after the tsunami, it had to really scratch my head again at, about the future and what to do. And. Uh, but I, but by that time I already knew Sri Lanka pretty well because I'd been I'd been biking and hiking around the country already for for a while as I while I was doing uh, my work for Tea Trails and I decided to set up a travel company um, called Sri Lanka in Style um, and uh, so you know fast forward and you know the war ended and then you know tourism sort of it, it came back in a strong way it started to take off Sri Lanka became the flavor of the month. Um, and, um, and, you know, I, um, and, and so, you know, the, the kind of the legwork we'd done until that point in time, uh, you know, started to bear fruit and, uh, and we slowly grew and became one of the perhaps most, uh, important or established, uh, destination management companies in Sri Lanka. And then we merged with one of our competitors, <laughs> uh, Red Dot Tours, um, and, um then uh in 2014 um so we that was an interesting time as well and um and then uh, yeah so i mean uh, then fast forward a little further and then uh, uh things kind of rolled on we i uh, was sort of i've been sort of involved in running those businesses and um in all sorts of ways from promoting sri lanka to designing experiences and so on and so forth and then you know just to end the sort of intro come 2019 uh eight, sorry 2018 um as um you know uh, tourism uh, you know we started to see a little bit more uh volume come to sri lanka and started to see the effects of of, of over tourism in certain places and you know and and mass tourism if you like a little bit you know the beginnings of it hidden here in sri lanka you know i i had sort of a, a little bit of an awakening as so many other people in the industry did and 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 thought okay well now i think the focus needs to be on quality and on making sure that uh we we have the the sort of a right uh, product in sri lanka overall um and a. know sustainable future for for sri lanka tourism so i decided to set up a a consulting company um, and start um, doing a little bit of consulting uh, for the industry uh, in particular with uh, with a focus mostly on hotels um, and um, and to hold their hand, um, um, initiate them on the journey, or or help them continue on the journey to be more sustainable, um, and hold their hand towards uh, internationally recognised certification. And uh, and that sort of takes me to the current, to the present, if you like, um, where you know I spend a certain amount of my time helping hotels um, in their journey, um, and also a certain amount of my time, obviously. Taking care of the tour operator, um, um, helping the team um, on in in many different ways. Obviously, helping the management uh, of the company. Mm. Um, yeah, so that's that. And then while all those that was going on, I was continuing to travel around Sri Lanka. So, um, um, you know, I started working on a on on a on a on the uh, a sort of a dream which. Uh, which was to to um, create, design a long distance hiking trail for, for mm-hmm. Sri Lanka, which it, it kind of didn't have as a ma- major tourism asset for the country. Mm-hmm. I thought it could be something that we could really um, work with. And, uh, and so I've been heavily involved in that as well. So I, I, let's say I wear three hats, basically. One is the <laughs> tour operator. The other one is the sustainability consulting work I do. And the other one is the trail design work I've been doing of late. And what an
0: adventure.
1: And what an adventure.
0: (laughs) That's that's absolutely fantastic to hear. And I think um, that story of your um, personal transformation, but also um, your perspectives of coming to Sri Lanka as a foreigner and staying on um, and experiencing all of these intersections and points of trans- transformation that we've experienced as an economy and as a country. Um, first is well, it was um, uh, the tsunami, and then it was the ending of the war, and now um, the almost the second year in of COVID. Um, so all of these things um, experienced by you uh, as a person who chose to stay back in the country Uh, and build experiences with the the natural abundance that we have in these countries, I think a particularly interesting one. And I'd like to draw on that a little bit, Miguel, um, especially relating back to the comment you made about um, transitioning from um, mass tourism into a much more value-driven and much more purposeful or a purpose-driven sector. How do you see the industry is going right now um towards this direction or, or not and how do we really capitalize as a country on these trends of sustainability um and draw into our core values if you may
1: yeah sure i mean i think well first of all you know it's interesting you know in terms of uh, nature and culture and and so on and so forth eh, Uh, there was there was a time which is when I sort of with the time when I came into the industry here in Sri Lanka was the time when boutique hotels were starting to kind of pop up uh, around the country and so the the narrative towards the the industry uh, abroad towards the the travel trade and and was very was 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 we have a we have a uh, world-class tourism product now because we've got these wonderful boutique hotels, and you can travel around the country staying in all these wonderful places. Um, and then, uh, and then, uh, as the you know, when when, but it was tough because nobody, you know, because there was a war and there was travel advisories telling people not to come to Sri Lanka. Uh, you know, so it wasn't easy. It was it was very very difficult. Um, then after that, um, when the war ended, uh, uh things re- started to sort of take off, but it took a little bit of time. Now, w- what's important there is that the, the consumer, um, that was coming during the war was a pioneer type of consumer, a pioneer or early adapter. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't your sort of average Joe that would come to Sri Lanka because, because, you know. It's not the country you go, you know, you don't go to a country with your kids if there's bombs going off, you know, and things like that. So yeah. there was just a lot of people hmm. that were just not traveling to, to Sri Lanka. And then when the war ended, those pioneers and those early adapters gave way to the, let's say, early majority and the late majority type of consumer, type of traveler. Now what's happened? with, um, I'll touch on sustainability in a minute, but now what's happened, if you like, with COVID and, and the bombs and so on and so forth and so on, is that we've, you know, we, we've we actually gone back to, in a way, in a sense, hmm. uh, to uh, a time when, you know, we're going to have over the next, you know, f- few years, I think uh, those types of profiles of customers coming to Sri Lanka, and then we're going to have another, uh uh early type of early majority and late majority type of consumer coming later because fear mm. has kicked in again right mm. Mm. <laughs> uh fear of of, of of what's happening or what might happen and, and all of this so we have to work through this in the same way as we work through it um after the you know after the war um so um it, I think the the important thing is that we've we, it's almost like we've been given you like to to give it a positive spin we've also been given a chance because we haven't we had a little glimpse of what mass tourism and what you know what um uh what the effects of over tourism and all of that and 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 how and how and the effects of on on that on sustainability in the years 2016 17 18 you know until and everything was going you know businesses were booming and people were Mm. building and things like that but there was there was not that much attention paid to sustainability. It was all really about making money and growing, and all sure. the companies were about, you know, concerned concerned with that. And I think we've been given, a, if you like, an opportunity to, to just look back on the last ten years, understand the dynamics, what's happened, or even the last fifteen, and um, look forward now, you know, and think, okay, well, you know, what is it that we want in a sense, you know, and how do we want to. You know, uh, what lessons can we learn from the mistakes or the uh, misunderstandings or perceptions we might have had in the last uh, few years in the coming up to the crisis? And how do we want to emerge from this crisis now? You know, Mm. more resilient, but certainly more sustainable, Mm. um, I think, is the answer. And uh, Mm. I think everybody agrees on that. It's the implementation that's going to be a challenge.
0: Sure, exactly. And the implementation is going to be a challenge because it's not just a one-way street, right? It's, it's not like giving um, a, a very straight um, and, and black and white product to say, oh, here's, here's, um, here's an alternative to single-use plastics, or here's, here's a great meat alternative. But when it comes to travel, hospitality, and tourism, it's an entire experience where it's not just the service provider, it's not just the uh, one industry, one player in the industry or the entire industry, that's responsible or has got to play a part, but it's connected to the nature, it's connected to the environment, it's connected to the community. And to hold up all of these externalities and elements together to cater and create um, the best experience that we can of a sustainable Sri Lanka or of of, um, the true inherent inane value of uh, what Sri Lanka means, um, I think is is even more difficult, uh, or is where the challenge lies. And on that front, Miguel, um, do you think the the travel sector understands this challenge? And do you think um, the communities attached to these destinations or um, uh, around our country is is looking at it this way? Or is there something that we can really drive as a, a point of change?
1: Well, I mean, I I think um, uh, uh, the the travel industry is very, it's a um, mosaic or, or, um, you know, within the fabric of the industry, there are many different types of organizations uh, and individuals. Um, You have, you know, corporates, you know, people that uh you know that have you know that are owners of hotel chains uh um uh, you have um um the uh you know you have the the guest houses and the 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 owners of the of 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 the uh of the smaller places individual you know uh small um, uh, uh, hotels and restaurants and and things like that um uh, I think um, this is not just a, an issue in Sri Lanka. I think what's happened here is the last ten years. What we've seen is we've seen a, a um, we've seen the the criteria that define sustainability in tourism become established, firmly established. Even though it gets reviewed from time to time, and, and from in different cultures in different places, there may be differences, but the core. Fundamentals of sustainability in tourism have are now firmly established, and they were established by GSTC, um, and I think everybody sort of recognizes that now. Um, uh, but um, um, when it comes to implementing those standards, um, there's a there's a, there's a lot of challenges. F- first of all, okay, the big companies they have uh, their big challenge is not to greenwash. Because it's they have they have the, the resources to to put in place sustainability teams and hire a sustainability coordinator and, and, and things like mm-hmm. that and, and, and start sort of making making changes. Um, mm-hmm. but, but they have to, you know, they, they have to be genuine. And and uh, I can give you examples of that. Um, you know, one good example, for instance, would be the you know, quality assurance policy or the human rights and labor policies of, 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 of these companies need to be consistent with their operations when it comes to things like commissions, um, mm-hmm. you know, things like paying guides. Um, you know, adequately, uh, and so on and so forth. There are definitely question marks around operations, uh, not only in Sri Lanka, but how you know these big companies operate, uh, have operated in the past, and they're going to have to make changes. So, you know, it it uh, that that those are the, the specific challenges to them, and they will be the first to get certified, and they will be the first to be able, you know, to con to create narratives around sustainability because they have the marketing teams, they have the resources, and things like that. Mm. When it comes to everyone else, I mean, you know, underneath that, that's uh, the, the sort of the top of that iceberg is a, a humongous number of organizations, small companies, SMEs, um, and things like that, that are beginning to kind of, um, I mean, some of them were already operating very sustainably in many respects, because, you know, they, it was sort of in their DNA, or they felt, you know, they hiring locally, or, you know, those sites of, Types of things um, because it was they they just felt it was the right thing to do or they, that was sort of within their business model. But still, there's they've, they've, there's a lot of work to do there. I mean, they there there's a huge amount of work to do to reach out to an enormous amount of companies that are not going to be able to afford a sustainability coordinator, are not going to be able to afford you know the big marketing sort of guru guy or you know team that's going to create this amazing narrative and things like that. So. So there's a lot of real grassroots stuff that needs to happen. Uh, for those guys to understand standards, to understand like what is it that they might be able to do um, better, and to make sure that when customers come to Sri Lanka, they experience Sri Lanka in a sustainable way, holistically. Because mm. it won't do to you know to to uh, promote Sri Lanka as a you know fabulously sustainable destination um, uh, for, if you're doing it from your uh, let's say your hotel you, you know your hotel yes, chain. Yes, your hotel is the as- next. Yes. Yeah, that's right. And then in the middle, you know, when you're going out to the restaurant, you know, there, there's plastic everywhere, or the yeah, garbage is everywhere. Yeah, or when you're
0: going on a hike,
1: exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, and sorry, just to just to end that, and then and then, so you've got within the private sector, you've got you've got those challenges, um, and we can talk later if you want about addressing them. But and then you have the government. I mean, the government mm. is there's no there's no way around it. I mean, the government has to be uh, absolutely want you know. Deep involved, you know, completely and at completely uh, in in involved in sustainability from top to bottom. If uh, uh, because you know, it it, there's just so much uh, that. That there's no there's certain things that no one's going to be able to do other than the government and the mm. local mm. provincial councils, the Pradesh Subas, the Grama Sekharas. You know, like it has to trickle all the way down uh, to to that level, and that that's obviously going to take time because it's a very top down thing, isn't it? You know, it's 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 some law or some directive, and then and then the implementation of it being sort of with a, a strong mandate to implement. You know, the solutions that we need to make sure that, uh, you know, that the garbage is, is, is handled uh, differently, and, mm, or yeah. that, you know, certain things are put in place that need to be put in place. So yeah. I, I would just make sure that we understand that as well, that the role of government is huge. And that's, mm you know, give us an opportunity to really, um, look at Sri Lanka and look back at, look at the island and more confidently, you know, and really, truly understand how beautiful and how amazing the island is mm-hmm. and how important it is that we protect the island right now, protect Sri Lanka from, uh, you know, from, uh, the, what the spoils of the worst, uh, examples of, 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 uh, of mass tourism and, and how, and, that we really do protect the uh what we have because we've so blessed and we've been given an opportunity several opportunities now it's almost like the second chance we get because even you know a weird sort of way the war kept sri lanka very authentic and pristine for so many years um and then uh you know and then now covid and uh, the pandemic is also sort of uh, cooling things down you know making sure that uh uh, yeah. That we again have another chance to look back and say, okay, no, so listen, you know, let's not get greedy. Let's just look, think long term and make sure that we set the foundations right here for the future.
0: 100%. And um, I think your comment about uh, Nurelia or people um, who didn't travel uh, from Colombo to um, to other parts of the country but opted for a vacation in Thailand or elsewhere, uh, perhaps even a cruise in the Caribbean, really got the chance to explore the country because there was no other option. And um, Norelia was a very accurate example. You'd be surprised. Um, a person who's who's been um, living in this country as old as I am um, only saw Norelia last year and, and her comment was, I never knew we had hills like that. In Sri Lanka and I was really <laughs> shocked. I, I was uh, really really shocked but I was also very happy that at least now it's given the opportunity for a lot of other people to experience the treasures that we have and have a very different um, uh, value attached to what Sri Lanka really has to offer. Um, so absolutely in agreement with that um, and, and with that I'd also like to touch upon um, other problems uh, that are very connected to um, what Sri Lanka has, um, need solving similar to uh, the human elephant conflict. I mean, the largest number of elephants were killed um, j- just last year, I think. And this is, this is very, very much connected to um, not, not just who, what Sri Lanka is, but what we are known for. Um, and there's a lot of work that needs to be done as an industry um, towards uh, solving a problem like this. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Abigail?
1: Yeah, no doubt. Uh, no doubt. I mean, it, it, no one wants to read headlines on the foreign press, in the foreign press about, uh, heck, you know, uh, the, the thing about the, co- the question you're asking, I think, is, is, a, is, is is that the 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 organisations in the travel industry? We 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 don't exist in isolation. You know, we can we everything around us, everything that's have elephants. Um, you know, the issue. What are the issues? The issues mm-hmm. are elephant-human conflict is definitely there. <laughs> issues like, for instance, um, when it comes to rice cultivation you have you know uh, if i'm not mistaken again you have very high cases of uh, of of kidney diseases and things with with, with which have a uh, which have a connection with uh of, overusing or, or bad of pesticides insecticides yes. those kinds of things those are the stories so th- that's all around us so if yes. you go to the cultural triangle all of those stories are around us mm. and so we have to be very conscious of those stories and be able to uh, not only our uh, articulate a narrative uh, towards consumers that we are aware that we are raising awareness and that we are doing our part to try mm. to help solve these issues that we mm. have mm. and 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 um that that's just very important and, yes. and 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 that the people that make decisions in terms of the people that design experiences or the chefs or obviously mm. the general managers and the ceos and things like that you know everybody has to be um that's what sustainability is in the sense from a from the point of view of 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 wildlife it's not just that you're not selling um, turtle shells or coral yes. in your you know yeah. it's you know that's obvious and that you're not going around shooting you know yeah. rhinos i mean no and one it's
0: not about replacing <laughs> your plastic straws either
1: it's it, yeah well exactly you know obviously um uh that, you know that's those are the s- sorts of things that are reasonably easy easy to exactly. see because a client a client will see if there's a plastic straw or a plastic bottle but yes. for years and years and years i think people have been consuming uh probably the wrong t- consumers have been cons- i'm going to go out and say this probably eating the wrong type of rice because yes, you know the, the the same rice that is making people sick two kilometers away mm, <laughs>
0: do
1: mm. you know what i mean and yeah, that absolutely that, and, and that rice, and that's a that's a purchasing decision. That's a decision yes. where, and and a and a, and a decision about value, and it has to do with values and integrity of mm. the of the hotel group to say, okay, yes. we are not going to align ourselves with this. Um, we're going to work with with to help this uh, to help mm. resolve this in a way mm. because you know we need to be, and we're going to help. We have clients and and agents and operators help us on this journey to make Sri like, Lanka more sustainable and a better place for elephants, for people, for leopards, for monkeys and birds and whales and so on and so forth.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think because you touched on the point of um, agriculture and food, I think this is also one of the uh, areas that GLX um, very keenly work towards um, changing or, or shifting maybe on to become a country that um, grows better food and and chooses to serve and eat better food. Um, There's lots of um, travel experiences and companies that we know of and work with um, in areas of Tabula and Aradhapura that uh, carries the same story to say, look, we have this much of rice paddy and this much of sweet potato growing uh, but nobody sometimes even bothers to harvest the rest of the sweet potato because the market price is just so bad in the season. W- what are the farmers going to do with all of these sweet potato? Um, so uh, this, is, this is where the disconnect is. Um, and uh, in, in many sense, uh, in a lot of sense, um, these kind of disconnections is what really is breaking the system or is not holding up what we really can Um, Because one end to the other, it just needs to align and create more and more value so that people um, regenerate uh, benefits uh, the right way for their communities, for their families um, and for the visitors. So I think there's a lot of broken links like that, that we need to really connect and hear.
1: Yeah, uh, just just on that, I think I think the 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 certification, sustainability certification involves auditing. So mm. every every few years, you know, the, we will all be audited by uh, uh, by professional um, um, and uh, ethical uh, uh, and uh, you know and and prof- proficient auditors who will delve into the various different uh tracks and mm. you know when they get to when they get to um, experiences or where they look at the kitchen or procurement or whatever you know they will they will um they will hopefully be tough on these issues mm. uh, and that's what i hope that will happen uh this is why i think that if uh and and you know it I know there is at this stage internationally recognised certification, mm. um, and you have international auditors coming down, um, and 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 being in a way tough on certain issues, in a way naive about others because they they're foreigners who don't you know come down for a week or ten days, maybe don't understand the intricacies of the country so much, mm-hmm. and maybe you know they. But we are also cr- creating our own certification system in Sri Lanka. Um, and my hope is that it is run very, very professionally and it is run in a way that is, uh, you know, very, very strict. Um, mm. uh, okay. Uh, it, strict, when I say strict, sustainability is a journey. You know, yes. uh, there's, you have to, you know, at least you have to show intention and you have the right policies and trainings and, yes. and slowly, but surely, you know, things change. But, you know, but when there are certain practices that are, that are that are questionable or certain practices that are encourageable because you know the status quo is not really ideal. Mm. Then I'm hoping that those auditors, um, you know, uh, are able to to really uh, do their do their job, if you like, you know, in a way that's you know that that drives things forward. That are not that are not, com- you know, I'm I'm worried about complacency. You know, mm, let's not mm. be complacent about these things because, you know, it, then we're just gonna greenwash, basically, you know, yes, and in exactly. the end. Um,
0: exactly. Yeah. On that, Miguel, um, in, in really uh, bringing uh, our chat, at least for today, to a close, how can travel and tourism companies gear up uh, for post-COVID almost in a better way and really revamp with a, with a refresh button without going back to their um, usual practices? What would uh, a few things that you would like to add to that?
1: Oh, well, I mean, one one obvious one is carbon emissions. I mean, if you look at uh, if you look at um, um, the the uh, sustainability criteria on on on, on, on this, uh, in particular, uh, you you when you calculate carbon emissions, you calculate um, uh, the emissions of your operation. Um, and, okay, if you look at tour operators, for instance, you calculate mm-hmm. the emissions of, of of, your clients traveling around Sri Lanka, you calculate the emissions of your operations office, or, or, you know, running an office and people coming to work and things like that. And then mm-hmm. you calculate your emissions of international travel um, that you do. So to go to trade shows or whatever it is that you do. Um, uh, wow, well, one thing. I mean, this is this is a. a, 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 a it's not a minor thing, but it's a, it's a within the grand scheme of things, it's just one thing. But it's What I'm trying to get at is that um, what the pandemic has shown us is that you know we can't. The, the, technology works uh, you know mostly yeah. mm-hmm. um and uh, and we can have um you know and and remote working which was a big no-no uh, mm. or a kind of like you know the boogeyman before yes. nobody sort of wanted to talk about it too much at, in boardrooms and things like that because mm. it, you know we were just stuck to back to our old ways but um, um both things are going to reduce uh Home remote working will reduce commuting traffic. It will also reduce uh, international travel. Um, I think what was the statistic? One long distance flight per, per 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 year is the equivalent of using your car for an entire year or something like mm. that. People, are, I mean, we need to be more. We need to understand the technology is there to uh, to to provide solutions. It's not the be all end all for sure. Mm but it's only there to provide solutions to some of the some some of the challenges uh, we have it for, and and to and also be more conscious and more lean as well and when it comes to rebuilding the business you know uh, uh, that let's they, they may not be a need to go straight back to doing everything we were doing exactly as we were doing it before i don't think mm-hmm. we should i think we should really you know um, uh, be be more cost conscious and be more um, um be not only cost conscious conscious from a cost perspective but mm. also conscious from uh from uh you know you know what it means the other thing is purpose you know i think clearly mm. uh, i mean sustainability is here to stay 100 uh, percent mm. and and it's it's taking over if you like as the dominant uh, n- uh, tr- not even a trend it's like the dominant paradigm of the next 10 years uh so so be you know be very the whole organization needs to really understand all the different aspects of it. And uh so that's another thing I would say is just you know um, get on to the get get on get on with it. You probably have been doing a lot of things right, but you know, just understand the structure. Because the beautiful thing about uh, about where we are now is there's actually structure. It's 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 not like a oh my god, which how, what do I do? Do I go and hug a tree or do I you know? Mm. There's actually structure now that you can actually learn and systems and procedures and things like yes. that and templates and examples. So we just we just have to slowly get on get onto it. And uh, yeah, I mean, those are a yeah. few things I'd say.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I, I take away uh, a few key words uh, from your last answer. I think the first thing is um, be lean and surrender. I think that's a beautiful way to put it. And also the other thing is it, it's, not, it's not a void anymore, right? Um, as long as you're willing to learn, there's plenty to learn out there. And uh, it's also a matter of being ready to unlearn, um, in order exactly. to uh, learn what's what's new and what what's necessary. Um, and sometimes that means returning back to uh, our, our roots and what what our, our real values are, and to cut things um, in the original lens and form that we've always used to as a community. It's just been shaded uh, by a few unsustainable practices that's come about, but are not definitely going to help us get to a better future.
1: So, yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Amazing chatting with you, Miguel. I think there's there's so much more that we can dive into. I mean, our last call um, lasted for two and a half hours for a reason. Um, It's just splendid um, to dive into all the other topics that you're so very passionate about, especially in the area of sustainable tourism. And um, I think we can be sure that this is just the beginning of, of uh, a series of such conversations. So thank you so much for joining in um, and for sharing your thoughts. Um, very, very excited to continue this chat with
1: you. No, thank okay. you. Thank you very, very much for having me. And, uh, you know, as as always, uh, it's always a pleasure and, um, you know, m- more than happy to, uh to hook up again and and keep talking about these uh about the future of tourism in sri lanka and and how we can how we can make things better
0: yeah i'm I'm excited to also try out this 300 kilometer trail that you're building <laughs> i think that's the place to go before we go to um before we go to the trail on santiago so very very excited to see that coming along
1: well i'm actually i um, uh, speaking to you from santiago
0: oh Uh, no way so jealous
1: (laughs) i'll be back in sri lanka next week but i came to do a bit of walking here which uh, is where it all began
0: (laughs) yeah that's a massive thing i i mean i don't have a bucket list but um i think that's one thing that i'd love to do uh but i think this trail that you're building in sri lanka i think i'll pledge to myself to do that before i go to santiago so for sure
1: (laughs) (laughs) great wonderful
0: Fantastic. Thank you so much, Miguel. Thank you so um, much. Let's stay in touch, safe travels, and see you back on the island very soon.